When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your buddy, Paladino Joey. It is episode number 15 of Brave the Wild today, Wednesday, March 11, 2009. Uh-oh, March 11th. Watch out for 11. All of you out there that, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get into that some other time. Um yeah, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Hockey Podcast, a alternative to the Minnesota Wild Hockey Podcast, which is employed by the Minnesota Wild, a little less homerism and a little more objectivity, which is something I hope sports fans look for in any show regarding their favorite team. All right. Well, we thank each and every one of you for joining us. It's the Brave the Wild is available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. Thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. As always, it means a lot to me, and I hope it means a lot to you. Because if it does, I would like you to please tell a friend. Tell a friend about the show. Tell them to check it out. Uh, and also join the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. It's on the front page of the sportsstuff.com, there is a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Simply click on that. That is how you can join our message boards and interact with several members of the website, including multiple podcasters, including myself. And you can also vote on polls in the NHL section, the podcaster section, Brave the Wild section. Um, you get the idea. Do sign up. It is 100% free and 100% fun. Also, got to mention... Minnesota.NHLFanSite.com Minnesota.NHLFanSite.com Nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild in pretty much the front and center of the website. I appreciate that very much, Chris, who is the manager of that website. Thank you again very much for that. It has, has absolutely helped the traffic and downloads for this show, and I hope this show has helped your website as well, as that is the plan. That is the plan, the new podcast order, you could call it. <laughs> well, with today on this show, episode number 15, we are going to talk about three games. We're going to talk about another loss to the L.A. Kings 
And uh, some very competitive hockey after that against the Anaheim Ducks and the San Jose Sharks. So three games to review today. We're going to also get into a little bit of a uh, little bit of nuggets involving uh, Marion Gabra getting closer and closer to playing again. A uh, little NHL nuggets involving Guy Carboneau and Bob Gainey with the Montreal Canadiens, and a little Houston Arrows talk. We're going to f- check out on check up on Benoit Puglia, Danny Ehrman, and others. So. With no further ado, we're going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back after this. Here on the SportsStuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on the SportsStuff.com, along with iTunes and MediaFly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 15, which is a reminder for iPod users. If you don't have maybe a screen on your iPod, maybe you have the iPod shuffle, or you just don't want to have to look at look at it, and uh, you know, you're in the archives. So, hello, March 15th. <laughs> All right. Or March 15th, March 11th, episode 15. Excuse me. Um, do check out Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast, sportsstuff.com, thesportsstuff.com, and iTunes. Very simple to find. Minnesota Vikings, a great podcast here in the Twin Cities. Alrighty. Minnesota Wild, let's get into it right away. Saturday, the 7th of March, the Minnesota Wild, well, Coming off a very emotional victory against the San Jose Sharks, in which they trailed three to nothing and won four to three. That game was a thriller, which went to overtime uh, in the Shark Tank against Coach Todd McClellan, the former Houston Arrows coach for your Minnesota Wild affiliate. Um, yeah, the Wild were able to come all the way back and beat the San Jose Sharks, shock the world. You know, oh, this could be a season-changing victory. But uh-oh, we always have trouble with these annoying LA Kings, the up-and-coming yet still inferior LA Kings, the inferior Los Angeles Kings. We haven't beaten them yet this season. Andrew Burnett on PA and Dubera, excuse me, PA, the Paul Allen Show, the the uh, PA Project or whatever they call it. Um, Who's talking to, uh, yeah, you know, we gotta win, we gotta win, we can't just have an emotional win at San Jose and then come back and lose to the LA Kings, but the Wild lose to the LA Kings. Yep. On Saturday the 7th in Los Angeles, the Staples Center, the Wild lose f- three or four to three. Just another frustrating deal for the Wild. Once. Again, it's only 226 into the game, an unassisted goal by Kyle Quincy, only his fourth of the year. Um, just, it's like, here we go again. Here we go again. I mean, we just cannot solve the Los Angeles Kings. Kyle Quincy, though, has uh, only four goals, but he's a very talented defenseman for these LA Kings. 38 total points, 34 assists. He is a power play quarterback type of defenseman. He's had a breakout year. Started in 2003, fourth-round pick. So this guy, definitely an intriguing breakthrough player for the LA Kings. Definitely a find. He was in the uh, Detroit Red Wings system for... A long time, you know, for, for a couple of years, only played a couple of games with the LA Kings, about 12 games, and uh, only got one point, one goal in about the three-year period, two-year period, and he has had a breakthrough season with the Detroit, with the uh, LA Kings. So congratulations to the Kings on that one. 
for sticking it to those Detroit Red Wings who always seem to win those type of trades or anything, free agency, whatever it is. The Detroit Red Wings always get the upper hand. So that's one area where I'm going to give a props to the L.A. Kings right there. Fortunately for our Wild, seven minutes later, just about seven minutes later, Owen Nolan with his 18th goal of the year. This guy continues to provide unexpected offense for your Wild. 18th goal of the year, Andrew Burnett and Kim Janssen assisting there. Kyle Calder, another Kyle, for the LA Kings only. So we were all excited. Here we go. We tied it up. You know, we're going to be just fine. Uh, You know, 30 seconds later, 29 seconds later to be exact, Kyle Calder ties it up. Eighth goal of there, ties it up, take, gives the Kings the lead right back. Jack Johnson, as we heard last time, he was a big reason why the Kings beat us last time, assisting there. Fortunately, the Wild were able to tie it up again in a very entertaining first period. The Wild score two goals on only seven shots on goal. Stefan Veyu, who has actually been picking it up of late. You're going to hear his name a decent amount during this show today. Stefan Veyu and James Shepard, who also is stepping up a little bit. Able to score with about five minutes to go in a fairly entertaining first period. Four goals scored in this period total, that is. James Shepard and Veyu, though, becoming a little better. They're getting a little better. Like, Veyu has always been a solid player. He doesn't kill you like Sarah Shepard. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of dug into him a little bit on episode number 14, and uh, a lot of Wild fans are frustrated with him at this point in time. But uh, he's starting to play a little bit better, just a little bit. Unfortunately, though, the second period does not go the Wilds' way at all. A fairly unentertaining period either. Now, the Kings had 11 shots on goal in the first period. They only mustered four shots on goal, yet scored twice. Twice. And uh, after Kopitar, Enzi Kopitar with his 23rd goal of the year, assisted by Michael Hanzus and Matt Green, that was when... Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, who just recently signed that long-term deal, was pulled for Josh Harding. Uh, Teddy Purcell, Teddy Purcell with his fourth goal of the year on the power play, so the Wild give up a power play in this game. As I'm starting to see a little bit, a little kink in the armor a little bit with the the Wild penalty kill of, of late, you know, the last couple of games, just a little bit. They're still the best in the league, but, uh, you know, start, it's starting to turn a little bit, I think. So, yeah, third goal of the year. Alexander Fravlov and Kyle Quincy. So Quincy with his second point of the game. He ended up being the number one star overall, that outstanding defenseman for the Kings, who still doesn't even have a picture on Yahoo. That's how obscure he was before this season. Just a great find for the Los Angeles Kings. So uh, Harding giving up that goal, unfortunately. Thankfully for his sake, he did not give up another goal the rest of the way. He faced a total of 11 shots and, of course, stopped 10 of those. Eric Belanger early early in the third period, was able to get his 12th goal of the year. Anna Burnett and Dan Fritchie, who continues to play nice hockey. I mean, he is right on the puck all the time, Dan Fritchie. I like him a lot more than I thought I would. I do. He's not like a big-time scorer, but he he's on the puck. He is a nice piece. He's a better hockey player than I gave him credit, and uh, hopefully he'll continue to develop. He's, he's kind of like what you saw in James Shepard last year. Always on the puck defensively and offensively. Always in the right place. Definitely not the case with Shepard this year. But uh, Belanger gave us some hope thinking, hey, we're within one goal here. We got a shot. As the Wild do put up 12 shots on goal in the third period. 
And uh, the only score on one of them, of course, that was Belanger's goal. Harding stops all nine shots by the Los Angeles Kings. Is uh, 24 shots apiece for the Wild in L.A. Not the most entertaining game of all time. And uh, the Kings win. John Quick was in the net for the Kings once again, and he beats the Wild again. Wild were 0-2 on the power play. The face-offs, well, the Wild actually win in this category for only the second time in a while. 25-24, to so they won by one face-off. But uh, it could have been worse, I guess. Um, the, fact, though, the fact of the matter is this was a regulation loss, so the Wild do not get a single point. Fortunately, though, in the next two games, the Wild do get points in each of them. And Sunday was a very unexpected victory by your Minnesota Wild. It was basically like a makeup win because you figured maybe the Wild go to L.A., win that one, and then lose to Anaheim, right? Because Anaheim has forever been a bad matchup for our Minnesota Wild. Well, I told you I was going to talk about Stefan Veyu only a minute into the game. Stefan Veyu getting his ninth goal of the season. Nick Schultz and Kel Clutterbuck assisting. So <laughs> definitely guys who could use a couple more points on, you know, for, for their stats this year. Clutterbuck's been okay. Schultz is not much of a points guy. He's just a stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, fairly entertaining first period overall. The shots on goal, 11-9. to Anaheim winning that category. And then the second period, well, Todd Marchant, when he tied up the game, it's like, oh, God, because it was a shorthanded goal. The Wild were on the power play, and they gave up a shorthanded goal. The Wild, by the way, 0-4 on the power play. Thankfully, Anaheim also shut down on the power play 0-3. So the penalty kills ruled in this game, and, of course, it really ruled for the Anaheim Ducks there on Todd Marchant's fourth goal, an unassisted goal, five minutes and ten seconds into the second period, and it's like, <laughs> that kind of took the air out of us a little bit here in Minnesota for the time being. But then Stefan Veyu, who I was saying pretty much going into this game, yeah, Veyu will go on a breakaway here and there, but the guy never finishes. He never finishes ever. Boom, he scores. He scores. And he gets a second goal. He gets his second goal of the game in a Fairly entertaining second period. Um, this this time it was 11 goal shots on goal, excuse me, for Anaheim and eight for the Wild. So very similar there. Veyu assisted by Nolan and Janssen there. So now Veyu has 10 goals on the year. Not bad at all for the grinding penalty kills specialist Stefan Veyu or third liner, you know, whatever you want to call him, checking line, basically. Um, very encouraging. The Wild up two to one going into the third period. And historically, the Wild have a pretty good record when leading after two. Andrew Brunette, um, during in the, well, Andrew Brunette was able to get his 15th gold about 12 minutes into the third period. James Shepard and Pierre-Marc Bouchard assisting on that one. And uh, as I said, James Shepard finally starting to step up a little bit. And nice to see Bouchard, because he's kind of, he was he was on a run for a while and then got a little bit quiet, but he, he factors in there. Um Anaheim, though, getting 16 shots on goal in the third period as uh, <laughs> Nicholas Baxter was outstanding in this game. He was outstanding, outstanding, as they like to say in Canada. He faced 38 shots and stopped 36 of them. He did fantastic. Uh, Hiller for the Anaheim Ducks, not quite the same story. The brunette goal, though, was a pretty nice deal for our while. That was a nice one. He was able to pretty much put Anaheim on ice, pun intended, Scott Niedermeyer, though, was able to get a goal 
with only 40 seconds to go in the game. This was a little bit questionable. A lot of people are wondering what's going on here. The goal counted, and uh, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Scott Niedermeyer getting his 10th goal of the year, the super-duper Hall of Fame defenseman for the Ducks. Corey Perry and Ryan Gutzlov assisting on that one. And that had us a little bit worried, but thank God we were able to get out of this one with a victory in Anaheim, California. I can't even remember the last time we won in Anaheim. If if there was a reason one, I apologize. I must be blanking because our success rate in Anaheim has been pitiful. So if somebody can fill me in on the most recent victory in Anaheim, I'd appreciate it. Didn't really have time to really super duty check into that. But uh, it's been a long time, I believe. So forgive me if uh, if I'm ignorant on that one. The Wild then come home as uh, they were complaining a little bit about how, you know, you go on a long, 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 long road trip, come home for one game, and then go right back on a three-game road trip again. And they're complaining, thinking, well, what's the point of this? All it does is distract us. We'd rather just stay on the road the whole time. And, uh, well, the Wild were pretty competitive in this game against San Jose. This was yesterday, the 10th of March in XL Energy Center. And it's like, hey, the Wild seem to have, the Wild success rate against the Sharks has been very good. It's been very good. Unfortunately, though, <laughs> as the king and dragon warrior for NES would say, take care and tempt not thy fates. Tempt not thy fates. As the Wild go down three to nothing in this game, again, now, now why, now why in the world should lightning strike twice? <laughs> Well, folks, Lightning almost did strike twice. It was pretty close. Before I get into that, though, Joe Thornton was the was the goal scorer, the super-duper star for the San Jose Sharks for his 19th goal. Travis Moen, Christian, Christian Eroff with the assist there. Travis Moen, fifth goal of the year, unassisted, short-handed goal. So, again, another short-handed goal. Two games in a row in that category. Just a little frustrating there. First period totally didn't go the Wilds' way. Eight shots on goal for San Jose. Three shots on goal for our Minnesota Wild. Of course, the goals, the goalies were Boucher or Boucher and Backstrom yet again. So it was a, basically a rematch. Thornton getting his twentieth goal of the year. This was on the power play this time and also unassisted. So now Thornton with twenty goals. Uh, this was about six minutes into the second period. The Wild much more competitive here. The Sharks have the exact same type of type of period. Eight shots on goal. The Wild, 15 shots on goal. And Peter Olechi, I hope I'm finally saying it right, with his second goal of the year. Definitely nice to get that. Always a bonus when Peter Olechi can uh, factor in. Cal Clutterbuck and Marc-Andre Bergeron with the assist there. That was about three minutes after the Thornton goal, and it's like, here we go. Can that be happening all over again? And the funniest part of all, a minute into the third period, which made a lot of us, you know, hockey conspiracy theorists. No, it's, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just like, hey, something's up here. There's something spiritual going on between these two teams, isn't there? Pierre-Marc Bouchard made it 3-2. to two. <laughs> Who made it 3-2 to two in last game? Hmm? Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Hmm, coincidence, huh? 16th goal of the year for Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Kim Janssen assisting there just a minute into the third period. So I think a lot of Wild fans were getting pretty excited at this point in time. But unfortunately, don't! Milan Mahalik, nine minutes later, Milan Mahalik, who always plays well all the time. He is a very good player on the San Jose Sharks. 18th goal 
of the year, Ryan Klo, Daniel Boyle with the assist nine minutes later. But then the Wild trailing four to two, and it's like probably all hope is all hope is lost at this point in time. Old Man Nolan to the rescue again, again. Old Man Nolan to the rescue again. Just simple. Three minutes later, he puts in his 19th goal of the year, making him the leader in goals yet again. Merrick Zidlicky scoring there. Koivu, or I mean assisting. Merrick Zidlicky and Koivu assisting on that. And then four minutes later, Koivu and Nolan team up again for Nolan's 20th goal of the year. Owen Nolan with two goals to send this sucker into overtime with about two minutes to go. So it's like, hey, someone is smiling on this Minnesota Wild team. They have come back from a 3-0 deficit once again, <laughs> unbelievable against these San Jose Sharks, the number one seed in the Western Conference, who, by the way, I am not picking to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm picking the Calgary Flames. But as I go right back to the topic at hand, overtime does happen, and uh, the Sharks get two shots on goal. The Wild only manage one shot on goal. And unfortunately on that second shot, Christian... Erhoff getting his eighth goal of the year unassisted. And the Wild get out of there with a point. Unfortunately, not the victory. But at least the Wild got a point in a game they were trailing three to nothing. Unfortunately, though, ugh, just not their night. Not their night, unfortunately. Mm. San Jose winning the faceoff category, by the way, 30 to 23. That was a very, very entertaining game. A lot of fun. And, uh, boy, Sharks and Wild. You know, years ago this was not a good matchup at all. The Wild would just get buried. But lately this has been a lot of a lot of fun. Maybe it's the Owen Nolan factor or something. I have no idea. But old man Nolan, man, twenty goals. I don't know if you can hear me clapping, you probably can. He gets a hat. he gets a clap to get twenty goals at age thirty six. And uh with the injuries he's had over his career and he's kinda had a nagging injury season. What what a what production you got out of Owen Nolan this year. Congrats. I just applaud that move big time. It's quite a shame that the Wild are not higher. You know, they're not ranked higher, say, in the playoff seating or something, you know, of that of that matter. It's just, it, it, it's a bummer. But um, that concludes the game reviews. Uh, very productive week, really, when you think about it. To get, uh, well, the Wild got three points in three games. So not, I guess not overly productive. That's basically 500 hockey. But still, you know, it was more productive than some of us might have thought going against Anaheim and San Jose. So, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. So with that, I'm going to take us a quick break, and we're going to get into some nuggets right after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. We are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 15. A reminder for iPod users, do check out Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Basketball, podcast on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, and TimberwolvesPress.com. Do check it out. More than worth it. 
All right. Well, a couple of nuggets to cover. First and foremost, we're going to talk about Marion Gabrick, the guy who none of us really care about anymore because we figure he's gone, right? He's gone, and uh, most likely, I mean, I, I guess you never know. Is there some talk that he may end up just re-signing here for one year or something like that? I don't know what the point would be to do that because he's just going to go through the same thing again next year. And uh, that would just be a frustrating deal. But uh, definitely there's no doubt about it that his value has dropped. So if you do sign Marion Gabrick, it won't cost as much. Now Jacques Lemaire recently has said all the right things, like who wouldn't want Marion Gabrick and, uh, you know, he's he's so valuable to anybody and all that stuff. But mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to say that. Uh, but the good part is, the good news is for Marion Gabrick fans, uh, I have been a Marion Gabrick fan for a long time, as uh, the closing theme for this show is the uh, is a remix of Mega Man 1's Elect Man. Elect Man. I don't know if some of you out there are old school gamers for the NES. Elect Man. I considered Marion Gabrick Elect Man because the Minnesota Wild play in XL Energy Center. He is an electrifying player, and uh, or at least he has been that. But um, the good news is that he actually is going with the Minnesota Wild on the road. Now, that that does not mean by any means that he is on the verge of playing, but it does mean progress is absolutely, you know, in the mix right now. There is some progress with Marion Gabrick, and, uh, hey, it, it is March 11th. It's not like it's, you know, January 11th. So, finally, there is some hope that Marion Gabrick could be on this team in the not-too-distant future, and... uh who knows? Who knows? Uh, sooner or later, I'm going to put a poll up asking what do you think his production will be, but I'm, I'm not going to do it this week because he's not back playing yet. We're just going to wait and see what he does. Uh, Minnesota Wild are absolutely in the mix for the postseason as they are only six points behind fifth-seeded Vancouver. They are four points behind, are you ready, sixth-seeded Columbus. Columbus is the fourth, sixth seed. They just might make the playoffs, and they're one point behind Edmonton and Nashville for the seventh or eighth seed. So they are right in it. Unfortunately, you've got Dallas breathing down our back, St. Louis breathing down our back, Anaheim and Los Angeles all breathing down our back. Within, they're either tied with us, two points, or three points behind. So everybody's still very much alive right now. Even 15th seeded Colorado, which is 11 points behind the Wild. Um, not easy to come back by 11 points, but it's been done. So, Wild absolutely in the mix here. If Marion Gabbert could give the Minnesota Wild some type of a win streak or, or some type of run, who knows? Maybe we could even be, uh, I won't say I'll be looking at home ice, but, uh, maybe a clash, maybe a clash with Calgary or, or Chicago could be in the mix. I wouldn't like our chances with uh, Calgary. I'd love to get San Jose in the first round. Oh, if we got that eighth seed and San Jose was number one, oh, you never know. Maybe the Wild could do what the San Jose Sharks used to do to, to the Detroit Red Wings years ago when they used to knock the Red Wings out in the first round. You never know. I wouldn't be surprised if the Wild got lucky and beat the San Jose Sharks in a postseason series because that is not a good matchup for the Sharks. I don't think they like us at all, and I don't blame them. Now, one other quick story, because we're going to get off the wild for a second, even though there is definitely some Minnesota connection here, in a sense, North Star connection. Um, Guy Carboneau, who was a Canadian, then a Dallas Star, and then a Canadian coach, Montreal Canadiens coach, was fired this week. 
And guess who is back behind the bench for the first time in quite a while? Former Minnesota North Star, I almost said wild, Minnesota North Star's coach and general manager, who ended up going to Montreal to be the town manager, Bob Ganey. Bob Ganey will now be coaching the Montreal Canadiens. As we all remember, the wonderful playoff run the Minnesota North Stars had back in 1991. So, that, you know, they, that's going to be kind of cool to see Bob Ganey back behind the bench. We'll see how those Montreal Canadiens do. They are absolutely in the playoff mix with the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, 79 points. They are only three points behind fourth seed in Philadelphia. So they just may have a shot at some home ice advantage, too, at least in the first round. So I, I, I think this is kind of cool. Of old school North Star fans, keep an eye on those Montreal Canadiens. I'm, you know, they, yeah, um, they're going to be a team I'm going to be rooting for out in the East, along with Boston, because I just love Boston teams. So, I don't know. That's it's just kind of cool to see that. See what Bob Ganey can do once again. Can he do it again? All right. Well, here is the final part of the show coming up. Here, we're going to check up on the Houston Arrows. We're going to do a little Houston Arrows checkup. Ben Wapulia continuing. To be productive in Houston. In 15 games, he now has 11 points. So remember, before he had 6 points in 6 games. So not quite on that 80-point-a-year tear or whatever he was on. But still very productive with 3 goals, 8 assists in only 15 games. So very nice to see the production by Ben Wapulia. Danny Ehrman, ooh, he got a point. Danny Ehrman now has 11 points. As uh, Boy, he is struggling so bad over there. In Houston, not getting much ice time. He is buried, I believe, on the third or fourth line down there in Houston, and that is quite a shame. Uh, Corey Locke continuing to dominate. 63 points in 61 games. Still not in the NHL, and there's probably a reason for that, along with Chris Colanos with 39 points in 35 games. Uh, those guys are going to tear it up in the minors, but I don't know if they're ever going to be NHL players. And that's a shame because most of the star players on the Houston Arrows are not major are not guys the Wild really look at as major factors in the system, major factors for the future of the Wild. Like, there's no high draft pick in Houston right now that is producing, other than Benoit Puglia. Thank God is finally producing ever so slightly. As uh, Barry Brust was another goalie taken the same year as Josh Harding, uh, he's doing okay. He's, he's a, his record is 9-8 and eight with a goals against average of 2.51, save percentage of 91, 91.3. That's not horrible. And then Nolan Schaefer, a career minor league goalie who's not been too bad. I mean, you, the Wild have had major success with that in the past. He is 23-15 and 15 with a goals against average of 250 and a save percentage of 90.5. So... That's pretty much the report from the Houston Arrows. Is It's not really about wins and losses with them. It's about production. Who is producing down in Houston and who is due to come up to your Minnesota Wild? Right now, nobody's really going to be. No, None of these guys, to me, would really produce on the NHL roster this year. But let's hope that there is some type of uh, production on the way for some of these players for next season. So we're just going to have to wait and see there. Danny Ehrman, Bo. Boy, oh boy. I mean, my, my confidence in him has been shattered the past year and a half, as I was really high on him, really excited to see a gopher star be taken in the third round, finally by the Wild, a gopher star, see if he can produce, um, like Jordan Leopold maybe someday, as he was like, a, I believe, a mid-round pick by the Calgary Flames. So uh, 
we're just going to have to wait and see on that. Um, overall, the story with the wild, uh, the signs are starting to point to the positive direction as they are getting efficient, more and more efficient on the power play and overall are playing better defense. The goalies are doing good overall, not in the uh, L.A. game. Backstrom struggled a little bit, but there are signs of improvement for this Minnesota Wild team. And, of course, we'll see. Will Marion Gabrick be a factor? We're just going to have to wait and see on that. So with that, I'm going to call it a show, and I thank you always for listening to the show. Do check out minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Do Absolutely sign up for the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Email me at paladino live at yahoo.com. Paladino live at yahoo.com or hit me up on the message boards. I am paladino live on the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Until then, we're gonna take, we're gonna call it a week and we'll talk to you soon. 